outliers don't be irregular. Last week we talked about a man buried among kings, Pastor Sam, Jehoiada by name. He was not, he's not well known, but he decided to do something that God impressed it on his heart. And he decided to marry God's plan by making sure that a son of David would sit on the throne. Please understand, outliers are those people who are willing to marry God's plan even if they become the minority. Amen, somebody. Now, if you didn't catch that, please go on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We, we, we are out there. Listen to that and be blessed and, and, and benefited. Outliers. Don't be regular. This is the passage we are going to work with today. Kindly turn to it. In your Bibles, I don't have it on the screen, so please turn to that. And then once you have it, just stand with me as we read this particular passage. It's 1132, and uh, so I know the clock is ticking, but I'm going to try to work with the time that I have. Matthew 25, verses 14 to 30. If you got it, please stand to your feet. And when you got it, say, Pastor, read on. Only the preacher is standing on this side, so I'm going to read it to the preacher this side. You know, he, he's ready. Brother Marlo, where you at? Come on now, stand up, sir. <laughs> All right, he's like, Pastor, I'm tired. The week was, was, was hard. You know, I understand. But let us listen to the word of God. Can I read? Amen, Sister Daisy. Amen and amen. She's looking at me. There are two daisies in the house. There's Daisy number one and there's Daisy number two somewhere. I see you. Let us uh, read this text. It says, for it, the kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God. Matthew likes kingdom of heaven. Luke and uh, Mark like kingdom of, of God. Same thing. For it will be like a man going on a journey, Jalan Jalan, who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, each according to his ability, then went uh, away. God gives you based on your ability. He gives you based on your ability. If you don't have it, God might be saying to you, you don't have the ability yet. You might never have it, or you might need to develop it. He who had received the five talents went at once, chapat, and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. It wasn't his. It was his master's, but he hid it. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he, ha and he who had received the five talents came forward bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Watch this. Enter into the joy of your master. Also, he who had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two. Here I have made two more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of the master. Here is attention in the story. And please pay attention to right here. He also, or she also, who had received the one talent came forward saying, master, master, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you did not sow. Gathering where you scattered no seed. So I... Was afraid 
Auntie Takut. I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, oh, he's coming. At my coming, I should have received what was mine own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. Right here, pay attention to this. Right here, this is the sermon, right here. For to everyone who has will more be given. And he will have abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away when the rich get richer. When the rich get richer. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When the rich get richer. Let us pray. Father God, we want to pause to simply invite you into this moment which is about you. And we're asking you to talk to us about ourselves so that we can be more like you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Economist David Malekron compares two people on or in the wealth distribution um, gap if I'm to use that terminology. So he compares a person on the 75th percentile in wealth distribution to somebody in the top 0.1% of the wealth or wealth distribution. And he compares them based upon the investment that they make. Both people invest $1 in 2004. In 2015, when they want to get their return on the investment, it is discovered that, Sister Riani, the person who is on the 75 percentile of wealth distribution, his investment of $1 turns into $1.50. The person who is in the top 0.1%, his investment turns out to be $2.40. If you are good at math, a dollar and 50 cents, that is a 50% increase. But two dollars and 40 cents, that is a 140% increase. Clearly, there is something wrong here. Or there's something right. (laughs) Two people invest the same money, but the return is different. Perhaps there is something wrong here or there is something right. Here is what David Malacroni, or not Malacroni, let me me say it right. Davide Malacrino. He says, high returns both bring individuals to the top of the wealth scale and prevent them from leaving it. In other words, the person who is wealthy And when they invest their money, they are always going to be wealthy and they are always going to to be at the top. Uh, That is bad news for somebody like you and I because we can save, we can invest. But as long as we are not in the top 0.1%, we will never be wealthy. Because it matters where you start from. 
Sister Lydia is like, yeah, Pastor, I get it. The rest of you are not getting it. You're going to catch up. It matters where you begin from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prestige matters. Family background matters. The fact that you're a tall pastor matters. The fact that you're Indonesian matters. Because where you begin, where you begin shapes how it will go and how it will end. So as I was listening to this, I started to think to myself, well, that is something strange. That is something funny. This is saying to me that the rich will always get richer. The rich will always get wealthier. <laughs> because they have started at a place of wealth. Therefore, they are always going to be at the place of more wealth and getting higher and, going and getting stronger. What if I told you that that's how it is in the kingdom of God? That the richer get richer. Perhaps you may not understand what I'm saying. So allow the text to back me up this morning. Look at what verse 29 is saying. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. According to Jesus, in his kingdom, the top 1% get more. They live in abundance. And they live in abundance because... Jesus takes away from those who don't have to add to the ones that already have. And you're telling me, Pastor, is that God? I thought God loves the underserved. I thought God loves the underprivileged. I thought God is interested in the poor. I thought God wants everybody to prosper. But you're telling me that the God that I serve, the God I believe in, takes from the poor and adds to the rich? You see, we have a picture of God. That is often 1D. Allow me to tell you the picture of God today that is in 3D. I want you to see God in a different way. And this may allow you to see God in a different way so that you can relate to him in a different way. Not the same way. Verse 1 or verse 14 of the parable, Jesus says, For it, the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of what? The kingdom of what? will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. I want you to frame verse 29 in the context of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is saying the kingdom of heaven is like a man who has gone jalan jalan. He is taking a trip. And before he takes the trip, Sister Audrey, he calls his servants and entrusts to them his property. And he gives to one five, he gives to one two, and he gives to one one. Now please notice, in the kingdom, the servants are not called rich. They are called servants. Please understand, in the parable, we are not dealing with rich people here. We are dealing with servants. We are dealing with people who are interested in the affairs or in the business of the rich man. So when you read verse 29 and Jesus taking away from a poor man and giving it to a rich man or to somebody who already has, Jesus is not talking about rich people here. Jesus is talking about servants of the kingdom. He's talking about those who have decided that I will live for God. Those who have decided that my life will be invested in everything kingdom. Coach Kresge, everything kingdom. Now watch this. Let me drop it to you in a way that you may relate to it better. Wealth 
in God's kingdom grows by service, not the pursuit of wealth. Amen. Amen. Okay, let me convince you because you say a better amen after I convince you of this. Here we have a list of companies. I don't know if you can see it very, very well, but allow me to help you to see it in a little bit. Notice that we have companies right here. We have Walmart. We have Amazon. We have a state grid. We have China National Petroleum. We have a Sinopec Group. We have Saudi Aramco. We have Apple, Volkswagen, and China State Construction. Here are companies that are uh, making, making the most revenue. And if you pay attention to, uh, to, to what they are doing, notice that uh, Walmart is a retail store. What is a retail store, Sister Charmaine? It's a place where those who don't have goods in their house go to get something from the store. They go get their groceries. We don't have Walmart in Indonesia. We have Grand Lucky. We have Super Indo. But it's the same thing. And notice Amazon. What is Amazon? Amazon is a, is a site you can go on and you can buy stuff. Notice that all of these companies, the richest companies, they are service providers. And because you and I want their service, we give them our wealth. <laughs> we give them our, our money. And as long as they are serving us, that is how we make them, we make them rich. That is how it works in the kingdom of God. I want somebody to understand. Let us pursue serving God more than asking God to pursue our situations. A lot of time we're asking God, make me, make me prosper in my company. Help me to be promoted. Please, Lord, give me kids. Please, Lord, make my finances to go up. Somebody texted me this morning, Pastor, I'm praying that the Lord should give me financial stability and financial freedom. That's cool. But today I came to tell you that instead of you always pursuing your interests, pursuing what you want why don't you try pursuing serving God and as you pursue serving God <laughs> you will see the wealth just come in you will see it just drop to you because God is so good he takes care of those who take care of his business so I need somebody to understand a few things this morning, and I'm going to be in my seat. Understand that you've been called. You've been called. Notice what the text says. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his, his property. You see, in, in first century Palestine, they had no BCA. Woo woo, BCA. They had no Mandiri. They had no BRE. They had no BNI. They had no place to take their wealth to store it. In first century Palestine, the way people kept their money safe is by digging a hole in the ground and putting it into the ground. That's how they kept it safe. So it was not the usual thing, Elder Ray, for somebody who was rich to give their money to his servants. But here we have in the kingdom of heaven that we have a rich person who I believe is God, who, who has decided to entrust his wealth to his servants. Who has decided to say, you know what, what is valuable, I'm going to put it to my servants. They're not on the same level as me. <laughs> They, they, they're as wealthy as me. 
But I'm going to give them what belongs to me. I'm going to give them what is important to me. I know that you are not trusted at home. I know that you are not trusted at the office. I know some of you are not trusted in the relationship. You, you've got to report wherever you are. In fact, your, your phone is, is being tracked. Some of you are not trusted by the bank. Some of you are not trusted by your own government. But I came to tell somebody today that Jesus trusts you. Mm. And when he, who I believe this is talking about, when he decided to go Jalan Jalan back to heaven, he said, you know what? I got important business to be done on this earth. I got people to win. I got people to follow me. But I'm not going to do that by myself. I'm going to give it to you. And I want you to understand that I trust you to do that job. I trust you to take care of it. And so, brother and sister, I'm glad that God trusts me to preach his word. I'm glad that God trusts our ministry to do our ability to bring people to Jesus Christ. I'm glad that Jesus trusts JCC. Amen, somebody. And so listen to me. Jesus trusts you because you have trusted in him with your salvation. You've never heard that before? When you said, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I know you can take care of my sins. Jesus, I know that you can bring me to the level that I, can, I should be able to go to because I cannot go there by myself. What Jesus did brother Nick is to trust you with his business because he has realized that you know that you will never be anything without him he knows that you understand that your life is nothing without him and therefore he says because you have given me your trust let me reciprocate my trust and show that I count you they may have counted you out but I count you they might have said you're stupid, but I think you're intelligent. <laughs> they might have said that you're too fat, but I think that you can be thin. <laughs> they, they might have said that you'll never be good for nothing, but I believe you're good enough, and that's why I died for you. And what I'm trying to say, Pastor Sam, I hope the church can hear me this morning. God is not looking at someone else. He is looking at you. God ain't interested in Pastor Henry. God is not interested in Sister Geska. God is not interested in Sister Tabitha. He, he's interested in you. Don't look at nobody else. Look at you. God trusts you. He wants you. He wants you to be the one who leads people to Jesus. He wants you to be the one who builds the company that invests and gives back to the church. He wants you to develop that program. He wants you to make that money. You. Not the next man. You, God is looking at you, Riley. <laughs> He's looking at me too. Don't worry, little man. And you might ask, Pastor, why is God trusting me so much? Listen to this. For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. How did he buy me? Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things. Oh, Come on now, not redeemed with corruptible things. <laughs> My money can be corrupted sometimes. My motivation can be corrupted sometimes. But God doesn't buy, didn't buy us back with corruptible things like silver or gold. You thought <laughs> it's like silver or gold. But with the precious blood of Christ as, 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 a, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Brother and sister, the reason why God is trusting you, because he's paid for you. 
He invested in you. Sister Valerie, you belong to him. You don't belong to Indonesia. Amen, somebody? Okay. You don't belong to your spouse. Amen, somebody? I know they bought you Chanel and Prada, but <laughs> believe me, you don't belong to them. I know you're driving a Mercedes. <laughs> nah, you don't belong to them. You belong to, to God. Nobody owns you but God. Listen to how uh, one author who I like to read says, All people are the Lord's property and all are called to do service for him. How many? I don't hear you. How many? Okay, maybe this one is better. Semua. Everybody is called to serve. And this has nothing to do with position. It has nothing to do with title. It has nothing to do with, with gender. It has nothing to do with your height. Everybody who has eyes, everybody who has a nose, who has ears, who has feet, who has hands, even if you don't have them, as long as your brain is working, God is saying, you belong to me and you have got to serve me. And so listen to me, brother and sister. God should not have to beg you to serve him. You should be the one begging to serve him. But too many of us, God is begging us to serve him. Begging us for our time. Begging us for our resources. Begging, for, begging us to come to church. Begging us just to do the right thing. Can you serve this year? Oh, Pastor, I'm not qualified yet. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still dealing with stuff inside of me. You know, I'm, I'm, I got a lot of things, Pastor. I'm not the, I'm not the right one. And you say that year after year. God is impressing you to write a book, whatever it is. Oh, my English is not so good. Write it in Bahasa. The Lord should not beg you. You should be the one begging the Lord, Dr. Audrey, to serve him. Um, P. Diddy. It just came to me right now. Let me, let me just say it. You guys know P. Diddy? Puff Daddy? Okay, the, the young people know, but I think the old people don't know. Okay, you, you guys have heard of uh, Notorious B.I.G.? You guys have heard of... Okay, okay, you don't. All right, so this is hard. All right, but I'm going to try anyway. P. Diddy is one of the, the, the richest music moguls in the U.S. But you guys don't know his story, but let me tell you his story. He wanted to learn the music business. And so he's at a, at a diner one time. He's at a restaurant, and a famous producer comes into the diner. And P. Diddy learns that, okay, this... This famous producer likes to come to this diner. So every day he would find a way to be in that diner. And eventually at one day, Pastor Sam, P. Diddy, he, 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 the, the, the producer is trying to pay for his, for his lunch. And, and P. Diddy finds a way to, to bump into him. I didn't want to drop my iPad. It bumped into him. And he said, I'm sorry. But I've heard about you. I've heard that you, you are you're a producer. Can I, can I be a part of your, your company? I just want to learn. The producer said no. For a year, P. Diddy begged this producer. Eventually, the producer uh, had to allow P. Diddy to come on because one person quit in the company. So he says, P. Diddy, I don't have money for you, but you can, you can learn and you can, you can figure out how the business goes. And that's the story of P. Diddy because he, he wanted 
to learn. He wanted to grow. I wish we had somebody like that. Pastor, I want to serve in the church. Is there a place for me to serve? Uh, I want, I have money. Where can I give them? I wish you and I could beg God for service. Why? Because he died. Because he paid the price. But God is the one chasing after us. I'm begging after us. The Lord should not have to beg you for service. You should be the one to beg to serve him because understand you have been entrusted to invest. We know in the passage that Jesus gives to one five. He gives to another two and to another one. And you, you're probably thinking, okay, what are these talents anyway? Are they skills or abilities? No, no, no. Jesus was talking about money. Now, he gave to one five. He gave to another one two, and he gave to another one. If we do the mathematics, how many is that? Eight. You are good in math, Sister Charmaine, yeah? All right, because I wasn't, I wasn't that good. I had to use a calculator a lot of times. Jesus gives eight talents. You know how much they weighed? Each talent weighed about 26 to 36 kilograms. 36 to 26 kilograms. So 26 to 36, lower to higher, you know what I mean? Okay, so 26 to 36. So if we multiply 36 times 8, what is the number? I will tell you to, because I calculated 288 kilograms of gold. This was gold. 288 kilograms of gold. Uh, one scholar, as, as I was reading, he says, you know, it's not good to take these numbers and translate them into our currency because our currency changes value so much. But allow me just to tickle your mind how much this was in dollars. Two million dollars. The landowner gave to his servants, they were not his kids, his servants, 288 kilograms. I told you, if somebody wanted to save their money, they, they hid it in the ground. But the man... Gives the money to his servants, which tells me that he wanted them to invest the money. He wanted them to make the money work for him. He wanted them to put the money into businesses, financial plans, to grow it, to invest it. And I want somebody to understand, and let me pass a truth to you. God entrusts, you invest. Mm. Mm. Let me work it. Our dear president, Jokowi. You, as Indonesian citizens, invest or entrusted in him the presidency. You put your vote to him and you said, Mr. Jokowi, you are the man to take us to where we need to go. Well, Mr. Jokowi said, thank you. He invested that trust you had in him. And, and, and we're going to say many things about Mr. Jokowi. But one thing I'm, I'm hearing, and from what I'm reading, he has taken the investment, that the trust you put in him, and he has made sure that Indonesia is developing. I have just heard, maybe it's not true, please, please maybe you can confirm to me, that Mr. Jacoby had decided to invest his presidency by creating a new capital because our dear Jakarta is sinking. And therefore he understands we need to find a way to move from our dear Jakarta and go to Kalimantan and set up our city there, our capital city there. Because Mr. Jacoby understands I have been entrusted, therefore I'm going to invest. And please understand, child of God, God has invested in you. He has entrusted in you and he's expecting you to invest what he has given you he wants you to take your brain 
and write books. He wants you to take your brain and start companies. He wants you to take your brain and lead somebody to Jesus. You have been entrusted to invest. In other words, let me put it like this. Let me, I'm not going to put it like that. I'm going to my next point. But understand, the outlier life is a life of growth. It's a life of development. It's a life of increase. It's a life of getting better. It's a, it's a life of doing better. It's a life of saving more. It's a life of learning all that I can learn. Because God has invested in me and entrusted in me life. There's so many people in the cemetery today. But God looked at me and he looked at you and he said, Henry, get up. Go and invest in my kingdom. And God told you this week, get up, go and invest in your company. God told the mother, invest in your family. God told the father, invest in your kids. God told sisters and brothers, invest in each other to grow. Because outliers don't stay the same. They grow. They do better than what they did yesterday. They may not have planned well <laughs> yesterday, but today they go back at it. <laughs> They may not have eaten well today, but today they say, you know what, I'm going to eat better today. They may not have prayed yesterday, but today they say, you know what, I didn't pray yesterday, but today I'm going to pray. Amen, somebody. And here it is. Let me tell you, God entrusts based on ability. Listen to the text. To one, he gave five talents. To another, two. To another, one. To each according to his ability. Then he went away. God entrusts based upon ability. Now. Have you ever put water in a glass bottle, put it in the, free, in, the, in, the, in the freezer, and then once you put it in the freezer, you find that it cracked? Have you ever had that happen to you? Okay, it just cracked. I don't know what happened, but it cracked. It's happened to you, right? A anybody? Only me. Pastor Sam, it's only happened to me. It's never happened to you. No, no, okay, you got a wife who sorts it out. All right. All right, I see you, Pastor. But it's happened to me. And... This is okay to happen to me because I did not create the bottle. I just know how to use the bottle. That it's supposed to have contents inside. Not knowing that the one who created the, the, uh, the glass bottle wants you when you put water to leave space. Because ice expands. And because it expands, it will crack the glass bottle. But please understand, God knows how he created you. God knows your capability. God knows that if he puts too much, you will crack. So he only puts what is good for you initially. He will not put more than you, you can handle. and He will not put more than you can handle. And he will not put less than you can handle. Amen, somebody. God will put it in you based upon the way he has studied you, based upon the way he knows you, because he created you, because he knows who you are, because he knows how God, he knows how you're supposed to function. And this is good news, somebody. God is not telling you be like Barack Obama. God is not telling you be like Jacoby. God is not telling you be like Pastor Henry. God is not telling you be like Pastor Sam. God is not telling you be like Elder Ray or Brother Nick. No, God is saying be you, because I gave you what you should have inside how do you? Don't look at what you don't have. Mm. Look at what you do have. 
and allow what you do have to bring you to the place that you should go to. Stop looking at what, what they're doing. Stop reading their books. Write those books. Stop looking on their Instagram and say, man, they have a happy family. Husband, honey, can we have the same happy family like they do? No. Build your own. He will tell you, we've had this many conversations many, many times. You see some, some, somebody preaching, you're like, man, they can really do it. Man, I wish I could do like them. God is saying, no, you cannot do like them, do like you. You can learn from them, but do like you. You must make it unique to you. And so, brother and sister, I'm glad because it helps me to know that God sees me as enough. God sees me as capable. God sees me as able. And outliers, this is a beautiful thing. They don't function based upon perceived ability. They function based upon God-given ability. They function based upon God-given ability. And you've got to understand that uh, because, or since I've come to Indonesia, Brother Malolo, and because I've been functioning based upon my ability, I'm only a, a simple preacher and I'm only a pastor. <laughs> uh, guess what? God has helped me to function or give me the ability, since I guess got to operate in a foreign country using Google Translate. Mm. Mm. You see, because, because I've been functioning based upon my ability, God has given me the ability, Pastor Sam, to plan a short or long series of sermons. Mm. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You see, because of living and functioning upon my ability, God has given me the ability to talk to the majority and the minority, whether they are rich or they are not. I run with them. I talk with them. I play basketball with them. Please understand that the reason I exercise is not because I just want to stay fit. But I meet people there. But I would not be there if it wasn't for the ability that I was functioning under. <laughs> and so you, look at yourself. I am good with math. Do mathematics. You're good with planning. Plan for the family. Plan the finances. And as you do that, God is going to extend and add the abilities. But he who had received the one talent dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Uh, so the two invested, they're operating based upon their ability. But this one who had received the one, the, 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 the one who only had one talent, the one who had only one gift, decided to hide his gift. And here it is. God will not give you abilities that he knows you will sit on. God will not give you abilities that he knows you will sit on. God said, invest the money. This one servant decided to sit on the money. Instead of working the money, he decided to let the money chill and relax. The money was doing Netflix and chill in the ground. <laughs> you see... I want, I want you to understand that this one servant, he, he was worried about losing the money. But the money was not his. The money came from the, the master. The master said, I want you to use the money. Spend it. Enjoy. 
But he says, no, master. I think I know better than you. I, I, I don't want you to lose. I want to be so faithful that you never have to worry about your money. Because I'm the, the kind, of, kind of servant who really is careful with your money. Some of us are like that. And God sometimes is telling us, spend the money. <laughs> Go out on vacation. <laughs> The family should not only spend vacation in Jakarta every time. It shouldn't be Punchak all the time. Go out. <laughs> this servant was afraid. And the reason why he was afraid, listen to me. He was afraid because he didn't understand one thing. That what he had did not come from him. It came from the master. That's an amazing moment. But it's okay. Let me say it like this. What you have belongs to God. Since it belongs to God, use it because it belongs to God. Mm, okay, it didn't land. That's hard. Because you'd have said amen if it landed. So I'm going to try to replay it and then try to explain this and drop it on you. What you have belongs to God. Since it belongs to God, use it because it belongs to God. Ooh. Those amens are harsh and, and they're slow and they're not enough. You're making me feel lonely and cold up in here and I'm sweating already. My brother and my sister, your health belongs to God. Your kids belong to God. This mic belongs to God. This building belongs to God. And that is why we are here this morning. We are using what belongs to him. For him. So you and me should never be afraid to use our time. We should not be afraid to use our influence. We should not be afraid to use our families because they belong to God anyway. But many of us think it belongs to us. Therefore we try to hold it. We try to say no I don't have time. Is it your time? Hmm? No pastor I cannot come I don't have time. Is it your time? Now, we cannot support because we're trying to save money. Is it your money? I don't want to go exercise. Is it your body? <laughs> we treat what belongs to God as if it belongs to him. But allow me to put it to you like this. For whoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will, loo whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. You gain by losing it. You gain by investing it. You gain by giving it. You gain by being involved and being a part of it. When you say, I don't want to serve. I don't want to invest. I don't want to get involved. You are losing already what doesn't belong to you. Stop being conservative with God. Start being liberal with God. Stop being liberal with your families. Not every family day needs to be going to the beach and anchor. Why not take family day and go clean up a dirty neighborhood in Jakarta? Or feed the hungry? Why not say one day a week, I will go to church. I'll be midweek. It's not my time. I will take my money. That I earn hard for it, but I will make sure I give in church. You know, here at JCC, our tithe is always high, but our offering is little. And we're all struggling. Where are we? We're going to find money. Maybe that's your mission. 
You see, let me drop the last point in this way. This is Nick Vuya 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this man has no legs. No arms. But he has a family. He's written books. Because he said, I'm going to be liberal with God. What is mine is God's. So I'm going to use it. I'm going to give it. I'm going to invest it. See, that's what an outlier lifestyle is all about. I know I hit you somewhere. Something touched you. It's between you and the Lord. Today I'm simply saying respond to that thing. You know where it's itchy? <laughs> sometimes when you listen to a sermon, it's itchy, you know? And sometimes we take, we take off the itch by going on Instagram. <laughs> I don't want to listen to what the pastor is saying. No, I want you to scratch that itch by doing what God is telling you to do. So for some of you, it's been just pricking you on the side. Like, pastor, why are you hitting me right there? You know, that's my weak spot. <laughs> God told me to hit you right there. I want you to go right there where it hurts. Remember, outliers are not regulars. Are you saying, Pastor, I don't want to be regular no more. What I have belongs to the Lord. I want to give it to him. My time, my family, my job, whatever. Because you understand that a life of service brings wealth. The rich get richer because they serve God. <laughs> So if you're going to be an outlier, it has to be because you're willing to serve God. Elections are coming up in JCC. We're going to, we're going to hold offices and we're going to be asking people to serve. I'm going to be coming to you guys. I want you to step up. No more complaints. Yep, yeah, I'm going to do it, Pastor. That's what I want. No more I'm too old or I'm too young or I don't speak good enough. Forget that. If we have chosen you, we have picked you, please come. And for somebody, it's Lord, I love Jesus. I've never given my life to him. I want him to take me. I'm giving myself back to him because I belong to him. He paid for me. Every head is bowed, every set of eyes is closed as we pray. Mighty God, we <laughs> we, we, we've heard it. And it's touched us hard and hit us hard. And today, Lord, we're asking you to help us to respond. We're asking you to help us to, to react to you. We're asking you, Father, to help us to, to stand up to our feet. Because we have understood that the rich get richer with you. So we want to be rich with you. We want to live for you. We want to be driven for you. Please, Lord, accept us and help us today. A brother and a sister under the sound of voice have heard the word. It has hit them. It has impacted them. I'm asking you, Lord, that you give them every ounce of courage to simply come to you and say, Lord, I will do it because of you, not because of me. I will stand because of you and out of me. Lord, I will, I will, I will I'll be committed, not because of me, but because of you. Lord, I understand you've paid for me. I pray for that brother and sister, Lord, who is serious about it today, Lord. May you give them your grace and your strength. This I humbly pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.
God bless you. You see, I know that that word spoke to you and it resonated with you at some point and you would like to respond to it. And I want to let you know that you can do that right now. Perhaps you want to do Bible studies to know more about Jesus Christ. Perhaps you want to be baptized. Perhaps you just want to recommit your life to Jesus. Please text us on the number on the screen. I'll be more than happy to respond to you and to your needs. May God bless you and take care of you. And I must see you very soon.